Hey there, we're Those Sci-Fi Guys, and this is That Those Sci-Fi Guys Show. Just two working dudes with way different jobs, different lives, but a lot of love for science fiction and the fun that comes with. We're your hosts, I'm P.S. McKay, coming to you after running out of contact lenses, and my doctor refuses to let me get more unless I come into his office. Ah, sucks to be you, bro. <laughs> yes, I'm it does. I'm Cavman. I'd just like to say to everybody, I hope people who enjoyed a long weekend had a nice one. I wish a happy Indigenous Peoples Day, happy Columbus Day, and from where I grew up, happy, hey, get out of my face, bastard, day, <laughs> which I'm hoping that they find a place to, uh, you know, allow the Italian heritage parades to, to you know, if they're going to find a way to somehow share the holiday or the Italians get another day, that'd be great. Nah. I well, fully understand. I <laughs> I fully understand <laughs> why they're kind of moving away from, you know, Columbus. That being said, um, I've spent a couple of years in and around the Columbus, Ohio area, so I will tell them good luck trying to rename the capital <laughs> of the state. Yeah. Uh, but we'll oh, see. That that might take some time. Who knows? Uh, but to everybody, I hope you all are doing well. You know, uh, yesterday uh, was a kind of a weird day from where we grew up. You know, they pushed the marathon from the spring to to yesterday. That's right. I remember. Instead of seeing the Boston Marathon being run, you know, in the in the spring, you know, second or third Monday of April every year. Patriots Day. Supposedly. Yep. Well, now it's Patriots Day. No, it's always but, been Patriots Day. You're you're getting it confused with oh, when they called 9-11 yeah. Patriot Day. Yeah, that's it's right. Different. You're absolutely correct. My bad. One is a state holiday in Massachusetts, <laughs> Maine, I think. Yeah. Which and somehow it always coincided with spring break. Well, you know, and when we were in grade schools and stuff, yes. Uh, you know, especially in the state of Massachusetts, because that was a big deal. And I remember going to the marathon at least once as a kid and watching some neighbors running. Uh, you'll never see me run a marathon, even <laughs> at my fittest. You know, I, I never even contemplated running the Army 10 mile. Or, you know, I've, I've done a few 10 mile runs. Not a fan. 5Ks I was OK with. And I was yeah. very good on the uh, two mile fitness run. But I hated it, and I ran with, um, I ran on pure hate. When I was <laughs> you, you let the hate flow through you. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, if I was ever to turn to the dark side, all you needed is a Sith Lord to ask me something during a run, uh, <laughs> during a PT test run. Not, not right. so much, uh, you know, if I was going on a, I used to before my knees went and my health kind of took a left turn, but. Uh, and here's my theory on the uh, on on the marathon. I love it. It's a great you know the Boston Marathon is a great tradition. It's a great experience. Uh, and, and I'm very happy for everybody who does it. That being said, it's true. Boston. You'll never catch me doing a doing a marathon because I'm a history guy. The first guy who ran 26.2 miles died after doing it. So <laughs> I uh, I take my lessons from history pretty well. Hey. The uh, <laughs> history is written by the winners. <laughs> I've got no Jean Luc Picard uh, winning the Academy Marathon. So, God damn, that was a poll. Nice, nice. Oh. 
you, you've got to understand if I if and I was really pretty good at my job, but if I remembered regulations as easily off the top of my head as I remember the ridiculous stuff, most of which we talk about here. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Oh shit. And that was back when he had hair but didn't have hair and they kind of messed up that whole idea and like ugh. one thing we need to do is, uh, is I think we need to devote an entire episode to discussion on canon. It, not just in Star Trek. Oh my Trek, god. The theory of canon overall. Whether yeah. you're pro or con, whether you think that there's wiggle room, I think we need to set that up for a future episode. But we have a different episode today. Although I think you had something you wanted to say first. Yeah. Okay. So going back to our last episode where we discussed quantum leap, um, later oh on that later. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, so a couple things with this. Um, now you I, subscribe I, to the theory that he leapt into the body of Jonathan Archer. Yes. Well, I knew you were coming on board with it. Shoot, man, I had a Scott Bakula weekend if I had one. So it started with Quantum Leap, where I owned the whole series, right, on DVD. But, of course, those DVDs are packed away in the in the garage out of, you know, my way. So you even have a player. I do, but I don't even know where the remote is for that. So it's like use the force. Uh, Man, I, I think I can use my Xbox, the old, the, the Xbox 360, which is out in the living room. Very my nice. Xbox One is here in my man cave, but um, that doesn't feel natural to to watch a DVD on an Xbox. It, it just you shouldn't control a DVD with a remote control like that. I tell you, man, for for years my DVD player was a PS2 and then a PS3. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It, I mean, the fact that they allowed that to happen and have it work. Fantastic. I'm being a snob. <laughs> well, as, you, as you are. Yes, as I am. Um, anyway, so after after we recorded and, and whatnot, I sat there. and I was like, you know what? I wonder how much of that um, episode I got accurate in my retelling of, of, of uh, at what cost Gloria. Right where he leaps, Sam leaps into the woman, the secretary. Mm. So I'm I, I go ahead and I just buy the entire series right uh, through iTunes. Um, I had a few cocktails, which is why I bought the whole series. So, <laughs> which was about a hundred dollars. So that Apple receipt the next day. No, it could have been worse. And. I remember each box set for each season was like $70 when I bought them back in 04. And so that was like spread out of the, over the course of like three months or something. Um, but anyway, so I'm looking. I can't find the goddamn episode anywhere. It's supposed to be in season two. And it wasn't. And I'm sitting here going, what the hell? Did and you it, look it up on IMDB or something? I looked it up. It's still there. It was still there, season two, episode five. I'm like, okay. And then I'm now I'm doing Google searches. Like, what happened to at what cost, Gloria, for Quantum Leap? And it just did it. Did it get pulled for content? Well, that's what I was w- wondering. I was wondering if it got if it got pulled, just like the the Dungeons and Dragons episode of Community. Oh, right, because uh, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons Ken aren't John, cool. Ken, I don't know what. 
No, Ken Jong dressed up as a dark elf. And he had black oh. paint on with a white ah. wig. Yeah. Okay, so he... So, so they, they're accusing the Asian man of doing blackface. Well, that's, I mean, literally... Literally, the black woman sitting next to him goes, um, I'm wondering about this hate crime that's happening over here. See, so. when you call it out, <laughs> I kind of wonder if, I mean, sometimes you got to wonder if, if when you call it out, if that's, I, then again, I don't know. I'm a white guy. Yeah. So. Yeah, if, it's I, a, it's I, a, a discussion for but I But I appreciate today. meta humor too, though, very much. I, so. Meta humor was fantastic. So. So I, I'm looking everywhere to see if, like, there's some kind of article that it got pulled and whatnot. Nothing. Nothing. Oh, you know what sometimes happens is music rights will sometimes expire. And that's what happened with your with uh, certain people who rewatched Dawson's Creek. Yes. Because of there was music. Uh, and that's why certain I actually liked of that the new Muppet theme. show. Uh, yeah. Had issues being aired on Disney Plus, and why there's different versions between the U.S. and Britain's version. Yeah, it was like that. So maybe it was a music thing. It was not, but I will wow. say I was a fan of Jan Arden's version of uh, Dawson's Creek intro. But they also actually pulled out. They actually have gone through the each episode and pulled out certain songs out of Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Like, I read like in, I read the article. They their rights expire. To right. Music rights that like certain people only like sign it over like for like things like being on air and maybe then on like DVD. But you know, this whole streaming thing predates a lot of the older stuff. So oh, that's yeah. why you'll see missing things. Yep. That being said, um I'm glad you like the the new version that they had. <laughs> I honestly didn't watch Dawson's Creek because it didn't really appeal to me. And once I, especially once I found out that they were trying to make Cape Cod and they were filming it in North Carolina, I said, the hell with that. <laughs> they were supposed to be north of like Rockport. They were supposed to be like around Rockport or something. They were north of Boston. Oh, so, so Cape like, Ann? It's still yeah, Cape Ann or like Gloucester or something like that. Oh, yeah, screw that. That's why I, I hate that crap. When it's like, you know how many episodes of NCIS I've rolled my eyes at when they're <laughs> in Iraq or Afghanistan? I'm like, yeah, that's the same road in Southern California they've been using for 10 years. <laughs> like, I can promise you that most of Iraq doesn't look like that. No. At least the areas <laughs> I've been in. <laughs> the parts of Afghanistan, the mountains are higher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I, I won't say I'm a, geog a geographic expert on either country, uh, but I can tell what looks fake. <laughs> there, there are certain markers. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm racking my brain. It wasn't a music rights issue. I can guarantee you that. Here's what happened. They merged some of the early season two episodes into season one. Oh, so you just were looking in the wrong I was spot? looking in the wrong season. I'm like, son of a bitch! Ah, so it's anyway. like the Futurama situation. <laughs> yes, yes. I only have four box sets from the first 
run on Fox, but apparently they're kind of considered five broadcast seasons. Mm-hmm. And it drove me nuts because I kept thinking I was missing a box set. Yep. Yep. That's it. It's the same with Family Guy. They Family had a two box set though, for the first three seasons. First two seasons. I have that box set. It said, but on the package, it says season one and two. Oh, they, Guy only, they explicitly advertise it, yeah. Right. Family Guy only said, only got three uh, seasons before they got the heave-ho from Fox. Yeah. But we all know how Fox has a tendency to pull the plug on things <laughs> way too, too oh, yes. soon. Yes. So, it's 10.50. I turn on what about what, at what cost, cost Gloria? And my wife gets up from her uh, chair and goes, well, I'm going to bed. I'm like, God damn it. No, you want to see this show. No, she goes to bed. And I'm sitting there watching it. DT, I swear to God, I was this close to texting you at 11 o'clock at night, Western Standard (laughs) Time. (laughs) Because I'm like, I got it all right. It was all correct. This is the first time I had seen this episode since I saw it when I was 10. And I got it pretty much all correct including the best friend that was in love with the executive and that same executive was harassing sam and it describes how what it's like to get hit in the crotch exactly as i described it like oh and 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 yet and yet and yet i can remember every beat of that episode from 30 years ago ask me why i'm not a millionaire no Okay, fine. <laughs> I would prefer you not. But son of a bitch! <laughs> so I'm sitting here, I'm just I'm just like, my mouth is agape watching the whole thing. I was completely satisfied. Completely. Well, Oh, and then good. Scott Bakula uh, guest starred in What We Do in the Shadows, which we need to talk about at some point, too. Well, very good. And then the latest episode. So. Uh, again, I've not seen it. You need to. <laughs> well i'm a little late in the game if uh i've i you know i'm having people ask me what i want for christmas i've started floating the idea of maybe because you can get those like gift cards for like a year subscription to certain to streaming services oh good with netflix yep. mm-hmm. so if they got those for like hulu i might be game for that because there's some stuff on Hulu I want to check out. Hulu, I will say, aside from Disney Plus, is probably the next best investment for streaming. Well, I mean, considering most of the properties on Hulu are now owned by Disney, it's well, pissing yes. off that yeah. I have to buy another streaming service. Uh, believe me, box things on there. I know. I know. I mean, I, I went into it kicking and screaming, DT. I did, I swear. And then I finally did it last year. I bought in, and I of course I did the 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 five dollar one where you watch the ads, and they get really repetitive, and it takes forever to go through like the five minute block of ads. Well, and that's then, what drives me nuts with Par- <laughs> with Paramount Plus is that I'm paying and I'm still getting ads. Yes, yes. So I just pay the I pay the commercial free option, but goddamn DT Hulu a fantastic investment, fan freaking tastic. 
Well, and, and I, I, am I don't excited. begrudge you for not having it because I know exactly your mentality, which is the same one I have. Which is why I I, I, I want to get rid of Netflix. But the juniors don't want me to do that. Oh, and Troll Hunters uh, of Arcadia is on that, which is a have we talked about that? No, uh, a little. I think offline we talked a little bit about it. Yeah, uh, Troll Hunters of I... Arcadia by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, Holy you mentioned Holy crow. Fantastic. Uh, I, I'm waiting for Witcher Season 2. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. I am curious to see the second half of Kevin Smith's uh, Masters of the Universe. I would like to see how they redeem the fact that there's a He-Man show with no He-Man in it who died twice. Well, I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I generally like some of the stuff Kevin Smith does, but it kind of looks like he swung and missed on this. Now I'll say this. Mark Hamill and the Skeletor? Oh, my God. I'm game. That was great. The The battle between He-Man and Skeletor, it felt like it was a continuation of the old Filmation show. Yes, but this version of Skeletor is definitely more sinister. Oh, of course. Well, yeah, I mean, they have a great be. voice cast. Of course, you've got uh, uh, Lena Headey as uh, Evil Lynn. So you've got Cersei Lannister as Evil Lynn. Not bad. Of course, Tila is Sarah Michelle Geller, so it's really kind of hard to argue with Buffy that way. But yeah, she was the driest of all. <sighs> I, I mean, here, here's the thing. If this, if that series, those five episodes, was in the middle of a 30-episode season, right? No problem. No problem. But the problem was, it lived and died by the idea of He-Man being gone and Tila taking up the mantle. But it's, it was advertised as a He-Man television show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look, and again, I, I, go ahead. Sorry. We're gonna go down the rabbit hole on this one. I know we, we would. Careful. Yeah, we. I mean, my my. I mean, I lo I loved the acting in it, and 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 I I loved Eva Lynn. I loved how she was fleshed out. She was great. Um, Tila Sarah Michelle Gellar came up a little dry, in my opinion, but she was still good. She was, you know, uh. The fact that she was upset after Adam died and she turned her back on, on the palace, I found to be ham-fisted. Well, I think the whole reaction was, I mean, I think they let it drag too long because they set it up to be, what, a year, two years Something there yeah, was a two big years time after skip. after the death. The, the time skip was two years. Yeah, and it it did feel a little. I mean, don't get me wrong. I kind of liked the part, um, you know, exploring Eternia. What happens when He Man's not there? When Skeletor is not there? There were some interesting things about that. Uh, I will say this: they were definitely not shy about actually killing. People, which of course you'd expect from an adult Nick Foot show. Yeah. But <clears throat> dude, we I think we just ended up changing topics. <laughs> I know, right? We're not even to our we're we're supposed to be discussing the last episode of What If, so we'll get to it. Don't worry. 
We're only 20 minutes in. We well, average 60 minutes an episode. So Well, and I'll say this about, uh, I guess it's actually Masters of the Universe. That's see, it wasn't called He Man and the Masters of the Universe. If I mean, if you catch my drift, it was called just Masters of the Universe, right? Right. I'll say this Uh, there was some definitely interesting spots. They had great voice acting, Mm -hmm. the visuals were spectacular. Oh, gorgeous! I I think they pushed Tila too far. Okay, no one's saying she needs to be subservient or kind of like in the dark, like she was. For the entirety of the, the, the filmation run, like, no, know. and, and uh, no, and, and I never even thought of it like that. I, I always considered her to be this this wonderfully powerful uh, uh, warrior, who I I who deserved to be the the woman at arms, and and then she just throws it all away, right, and. I don't know if you ever saw the uh, reboot in the early 2000s. Was it no, but I hear it was good. Well, you can find a lot of the episodes on YouTube. Yeah. I, let me tell you, I'd seen one or two uh, just on a whim. One, like about three, four years ago when they were talking about a Master of the Universe movie being made. Because they always mm-hmm. cycle back through one. Another He-Man movie. And then... Uh, I think I was watching a YouTube video and I went and found I happened to find it just by getting caught in the rabbit hole. So I kind of watched. There's a lot. They do a lot more backstory. Uh, That's I that was a great reboot, really. Yeah. Um, You don't have. You have some story arcs, you know, you it can be from episode to episode, but. They're de- they were building towards stuff, and I think one of the things they were actually building towards, and you could tell with the animation, was in that series, there were, I think before it was canceled, they were planning on, I think they were going to reveal that Tila is the sorcerer's daughter. Oh. Which, and you could almost tell if you, and I'm, I, uh, spoiler for anybody who's seen it, or if you want to watch it, I mean, I didn't find it by watching it either i was trying to find out how many episodes or whatever who the voice actress was and i got a little spoiler from looking at the i think imdb or something like that (laughs) but it's fine it did not dampen my enjoyment of the series it was good i will say this uh that was done pretty well and they actually had psas at the end yes they did (laughs) No, in in the two thousand four version. Oh, oh, the two thousand four one. Because you know they're making, they're doing memes now of He Man and Skeletor uh, doing PSAs yeah. of totally inappropriate things now. <laughs> and I, I think a lot of them are funny. Um, uh, but I can't. I, that's we them. grew up with that. You know, mm-hmm. He Man did it. GI Joe, He Man and GI Joe were the two most famous. If you watch Gen One Transformers. Like the very first season, they actually did some PSAs before yep. they just kind of gave up after a while. I think they decided not to do the same thing everybody else was. But in the earlier seasons, they did they did do PSAs. They did. But I, think, I think it was great when they the new when the reboot in the early two thousands came out and they start or they started doing the PSAs. I'm like, <laughs> oh, they really know who their audience is. Yeah. That's so funny because you you say that and I'm 
because the the 2002 reboot or 2003 reboot it came at such an awkward time for me because I, I i wasn't married to the tv you know you were you know in college or just graduating yeah and my my first like those four years in college and the first two years after college just i was lost like i had no what is it i, I well certainly right after college i had no direction i i was lost i was you know it, it first time in corporate America and I'm sitting here going, oh, so this is what life is supposed to be now. Like, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I get that. You know, through college, you know, a lot of it was studying at night. You know, mm-hmm. maybe not into the regular. And of course, this was before DVR, so if you missed an episode, even in these shows that were not, you know, were mostly uh, serialized as opposed to, um. Or not serialized. They were mostly episodic rather than serialized. You know, you still had, you know, occasionally episodes would connect. You missed one half of the two-parter. You're like, oh, I don't want to mm-hmm. get this 30-second recap. I want to see yeah. what actually happened last week. Because mm-hmm. there's always something you miss from the recap. <laughs> but, you know, uh, but still, I fell out with a lot of TV shows. There was only a handful that I actually tried to watch in college deliberately um and then my first couple of years out of college in the army yeah my schedule for years actually to be honest with you it's It's so weird i was on the go all the time it it It, really is those early 20s up until like 26 27 your your experience might be different of course but until about 26, 27, things like settled down by, at, at that point a little bit more. Well, I'll tell you, like I said, man, a lot of these deployments I would go on, you know, I would buy. Sometimes they were the locals selling bootlegs, you know, when you were way out in the middle of nowhere. And sometimes mm-hmm. if you were close to a, a facility that had uh, a, a base exchange on there, you could get the actual DVDs or you could. Or if you were getting regular mail service, if you weren't too far out, you could order. Amazon went to, uh, you know, they they shipped to uh, APO boxes, APO over in Iraq, Afghanistan. So I'm I I bought a lot. Yeah. Because there were times like when you're dead times, you know, late nights when you weren't on patrol, you know, and you can't after. Drink. Right, Jeez. you know, sometimes and sometimes it's just like it's too hot to 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 run, you know. So yeah, you wait till like to, to, to PT first thing in the morning before the sun comes up because it's it's a lot of to cool down from the even from the night before. So you're like, eh, well, I guess I'm gonna watch, uh, you know, season three of Everybody Loves Raymond. Or, <laughs> I got the entire series of uh, Space Above and Beyond that I went through on my first yep. tour. Mm-hmm. You know, later we, tours, yep. uh, I got the you know, I got the box set of the Next Generation that I was working my way through. The um, whole the whole set. The whole set. Some, you got some, the whole set. That was like three hundred fifty bucks. Look, dude. You, people Waller are to, over here. <laughs> people are willing to send you shit when you're overseas for a year. Oh, you know, so that's what people do when they like you. I didn't know this. Well, and also, <laughs> if you're deployed to a combat zone, 
it's tax-free for every, you know, as long as you're there. So tax-free, you get hazardous duty pay, you know, combat pay, uh, family separation pay once you get married. Now, we're not talking like 800 bucks a month, uh, you know, each one. It's, you know, 100 bucks, 200 bucks here. The tax-free is a big one. Yeah, that's, you know, my paycheck would go up. You know, my paycheck would go up. Without you know, without even factoring the the tax free, my paycheck would go up a uh, you know three four hundred, sometimes upwards of five hundred dollars depending on the location. And that's a, a bump. Month. That's a it huge is. bump. It is. So we typically tried to save money, but occasionally we'd splurge from time to time. You'd see the whole box set of the TNG show, and you'd be like, "Eh, I deserve it." Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> we didn't get the whole box set right when it came out. It was like five years later, so. Each season was $80, by the way. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. TNGs, I bought season seven when when that came out. That was $120. Yeah, all good things must come to the end of your bank account. I bought that in Pasadena. Now, was that shit HD? Absolutely not. And in fact, in fact, oh, my God. I bought a hundred. I bought this for a hundred and twenty dollars. Each episode has like a blue haze that comes from the right side of the screen, because mm. that's the part that was cut off. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they left it in the DVD, and I'm sitting here <laughs> watching this blue haze that I bought for a hundred and twenty dollars. Ah. Well, let me put it to you this way: that's a lot better than. Watching a movie that you know somebody had taped in a movie theater, <laughs> or something that you, uh, yes that uh, obviously was was off, you know that they weren't able to properly remove copyright stuff, and there'd be like right. little hazes where you could tell copyright had been in. <laughs> oh. That's true. That but is true. Some of, some of the early bootlegs in my first tour were people would compare the mistakes. They would like, oh yeah, the one guy was like, uh, it started to slide, and then we, you know, it was kind of at like a, a three quarters angle, and then somebody <laughs> you could hear somebody snoring. So obviously the guy fell asleep yep. while filming. <laughs> oh, My dude. favorite was the people in the front of the camera would get up and walk across the you screen. See that? Oh yeah, see that? You could hear the laughter and stuff. Uh huh. Later and later, particularly when people could start pulling things off the internet, that's mm-hmm. when you could start getting better copies. Oh yeah. But a lot of times you just get the Chinese subtitles because, or like European subtitles when like things released just a little bit earlier in the in Europe or China, and because some of these other countries have far less in copyright laws. So, oh yeah, <laughs> so that that's a that's a fun way to watch movies or oh god or TV shows, but not one you want to and you wouldn't want to watch like the the high quality effects driven matrix like that you'd hey, want to watch man. a movie like road trip like that i watched <laughs> i watched thor like that you that watched thor out. like that yeah, oh man, it was yeah. in my second tour and i watched it's all you could do i watched oh, Ant-Man like that uh age of ultron oh Oh, you're breaking my heart. Jurassic World. Oh. Fury. Fury. Oh, Fury, yeah, with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, Brad Pitt. 
Yeah, it was a good movie. Beef. Yeah. <laughs> beef. No, I watched I watched a lot of movies on that Saudi tour because they have decent they had decent um bootlegs because it was twenty fifteen, so there was more and more stuff ending up digitally. All streaming anyway. So a lot of stuff would be ripped off of Netflix back when Netflix had just about everything. Mm-hmm. Uh so it was good, especially because it, sometimes if you had Netflix, the internet wasn't always strong enough for you to be able to to stream over there. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there was a guy who would set up in our compound, you know, like a you know, oh here's the guy who comes and brings the pashminas in from, you know, from India, and here's the guy, you know, because we were in a compound kind of almost like. Um, it was, it was almost, it kind of looked like the inside of a resort villa. Okay, okay, okay. You know, because there's always like a central spot. There's a gym. There's a little store to go buy stuff with the jacked up prices. Of course. A you know, couple other amenities in there that you might have. But that's kind of <laughs> how we were in because we each have these little apartments in there. Right, but, right. But, you know, then somebody would come in from off base who uh, who had permission to be on there and would be selling these bootlegs dude it was it was a nice way to catch up and then you realize you know and i i came back in early january of 2016 so i opted to wait till i got back to see the force awakens rather than try to get a cheap bootleg so i waited uh, <laughs> you did huh yeah and i was able to catch it like the first weekend i got back which was pretty cool well, that's good. That's good. Because I knew it was going to be in the theater a month later when I got back because it was Star right. Wars, the first oh, Star course, Wars yeah. movie 15 or like, you know, 10 years. So you, so you had the wherewithal to, to, to maintain. Well, the problem is, is people were definitely not as um, reliable at not spoiling shit on the <laughs> Internet uh, six years ago. Because oh now God. everything, you know, people get so angry at spoilers, you know. I, I have, like, a, I tried to have a one-week rule for the most part, you know. Like, any of the Marvel ones. If, I think they're all working towards that rule, yeah. Well, no, for me, I was always tried to, you know, if I couldn't get in, because sometimes it was just ridiculous. You know, I would try to get, like, particularly when I, at times when I was on my own. I would mm-hmm. just go to like an 11 o'clock showing on like a Saturday morning. Yeah. There wasn't yeah. as many people there. It was cheaper, that sort of thing. And like go the week later. But you never yeah. know. I, I, Infinity War and Endgame, I, I had to go the weekend of. I I was like online, like the, I'm norm, not normally one of those guys who does it, you know, but it was like as yeah. soon as I could. And it was cool, but you pay out the nose. I planned way ahead. All right, I, I got after I tell you this, I got a question for you about this. Maybe we're not going to get to what if. I don't know. Um, but this um, week is a miscellaneous episode. It could be. It could be. Uh, <laughs> but no less, no less enjoyable. So, all right. So for Infinity War, I went ahead and I requested the Friday that it opened off, which was. May 2nd. And I did this three months in advance, right? I went, I said, I'm taking this Friday off. I'm going to see it Infinity War and I'm going to enjoy it. I'll probably see it twice that weekend to take the kids. 
but I'm seeing it the first time by myself. And then one month before the opening, Robert Downey Jr. has to be a dick and tweet to Marvel, hey, can we open up Infinity War the same week that we open up to the rest of the world, April 27th? And of course, Marvel's like, absolutely. And I'm saying, no! No! Because I wanted to avoid the spoilers. I am literally trying to avoid spoilers that Friday night, the April 27th, that Friday night, I am out to dinner with my family. I check Twitter real quick, and I see a post by Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, you want to know what he posted? Go ahead. Something very innocuous. He posted pictures of bacon and eggs from his farm. And he goes, as Ron Swanson would say, give me all your eggs and bacon. And that's it. And you know what the first comment was? Why did you oh. have to punch Thanos in the face? Why did you have to do that? And I'm like, no! <laughs> Dude, this is why I don't tweet. It's oh a lot easier God. to avoid spoilers. Facebook is not the spoiler factory it used oh to be. It, oh, it was, you're right. Facebook is not. It's evolved. Twitter is just the Wild West. And uh, you'll find nothing worse than a, a the more wretched hive of scum and villainy in that world. But... All you need to do is piss somebody off, and 10 years down the line, they'll come and get you just like they did with Gruden. <laughs> Not saying he didn't deserve it. I'm just saying <laughs> they weren't even going after him. They went after somebody else in Washington oh. at the at the football team. Look, I, I, don't. I get it. Removing the name Redskins was the right call, but they've had two years. You couldn't figure out a better name to name your team. In two years, you... And this is why Washington has to dump Daniel Snyder. That guy sucks. <laughs> he is didn't terrible. They, didn't, they will they never an idea? Lose. Oh, they, they've been teasing for a month. They said they're going to drop it after the Super Bowl. And they've said, oh, yeah, Washington football team is uh, a name we're going to consider. But if you go ahead and you listen to, like, NF, ESPN, NFL Radio, NFL Network, and they go, oh, the, uh, you know, the Bears are playing... The football team, you know, come on, man. This isn't, <laughs> it might work well for things like soccer and Europe or, and even some of our MLS teams, fine. It doesn't work in the NFL. You know, you can name them the Sentinels. You can name them the, you know, the the Ninjas. You can name them the Swamp Monsters for all I care. It's still better than the football team. Yes, yes. But I, I'm, no. a, I'm a purist when it comes to that. The Indians said, yeah, we're just going to call ourselves the Guardians now. Okay, no muss, no fuss. They weren't dragging it out. They said at the beginning of the season, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to change the name. Okay, and then like halfway through the season, yeah, we're going to go with Guardians. Okay, and a lot of people were like, I am going to vote for them to have like Groot as the mascot. There you go, yeah. Which that That's was it. starting to gain traction, actually. Groot or Rocket to, to gain Yeah. Too bad, too bad they'd have to license with Disney, but... <laughs> Speaking of which... Well, I mean, uh, Disney used to own the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, and that, I mean... The Ducks, I don't know the Ducks weren't the... going anywhere with Disney being the owner, because they weren't interested. Right. So that, that's was, the only reason why the Ducks started doing well, is after they were sold by Disney. Right. But still, uh, 
like 15 years ago uh, or so, Miss uh, Old Miss, they were like they, they were the rebels, right? And they had this Confederate soldier, and they decided yeah, they were yeah. getting rid of the mascot. And then there was a huge, uh, like, um, grassroots campaign to get mm. Admiral Akbar as the mascot. Oh, I remember that. Yes, the end was tracking that. I would think that would have been great. Dude, that would have been great. Can you imagine having to be a guy oh, in a I totally Calamari forgot about that. Yes. At football games. In a it's Mont a Calamari. trap. <laughs> and one of the best parts was that they had like pictures of Akbar with like a cowboy hat on. Yes, they did. Like, can you imagine that? Oh, oh I would have loved that. That is what that is what the Internet is made for right there. Yeah. See, that, that, and that's that's the joy of creativity in this day and age when you see things like that that's fun i love that what can i say my friend this uh sci-fi has given so much uh <laughs> i mean oh speaking of sci-fi did you see and i'm i don't watch saturday night live regularly but the clips of owen wilson playing jeff bezos no that, so they did a, a sketch and I, I saw it on YouTube because SNL has their own channel and they'll drop clips. Yep. Um, and of course I was trying to find the clips of, you know, weekend update where they kind of, they gave the send off to Norm Macdonald and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. Owen Wilson is playing Jeff Bezos and he's wearing a cowboy hat and he's got, they got the blue jumpsuits, but instead of it, it says Amazon, but in this version, they have it um, in a Star Trek uh, Starfleet Delta. Oh, Amazon running through it like the old uh, that bar used to go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was it was funny. And they've got somebody else playing Richard Branson and somebody else playing Elon Musk. And there's like this they're they're kind of treating it like a Star Trek knockoff, which is funny. It's really funny. I got a big kick out of it. Interesting. It's worth watching. It's only about five minutes long. Well, you know, the SNL, SNL has an app, by the way, which I, I highly recommend if it's free and you can watch the most recent episodes and it's all spaced out between each uh, sketch sketch. So easily, easily viewable. If I, I will was, have to check that out. If I was any good at computers and, and, coding and stuff i would develop an app that would be quote app or like you just got it on there and you can load up quotes or sayings from your favorite you know actors tv shows and for any different moment you just hit you know a button and then it spills out we had the i had this instructor at, a, at an army course it's, he was retired colonel but because he was retired, he's like, oh, call me Carl. He was a great dude. But I, I want, I kept trying to pull up YouTube for a Steve Urkel. Hi, Carl. When he, <laughs> I just never quite was able to get the timing down to drop that when he would walk in. <laughs> or you know, Let's to drop see. an old Norm McDonald cherry. Like somebody asked a question, I just hit the button. You guessed it, Frank Stallone. <laughs> Something like that. Or Let's Han Solo or Harrison Ford, so so grumpy and angry in The Force Awakens. That's not how the Force works. Oh my! <laughs> See? Perfect. 
Yes, yes. I would have a, I would have about thirty uh, Futurama ones lined up. <laughs> Bite my shiny metal ass. <laughs> yeah, because I can't do a bender. I do Farnsworth well. I'm yeah. working on Zoidberg, but even, I would still have some of those others better. You know, that'd be a great app. Just <laughs> zap. Oh. <laughs> Now I'm trying to think, what was I going to say after I described the spoilerific situation with Infinity War? Because I requested the day off. I was, oh, I what did I say? You, were going, you cried in the corner for about six days. I was a little pissed about it, yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, some bitch. <laughs> um, ah, I forget. Oh, shoot. I think no, someone it's... spoiled the Palpatine... Ray's grandfather thing for me. Oh, well, I mean, that was a fan theory, too. So you can't really like. And by the way, did you? All right. No, we're going to we're going to go off clunker. the rails now at this point. I'm just going to tell you clunker. I mean, do you feel like it's weird that a Palpatine. Is taking on the Skywalker name. And no Skywalkers are left. I'm still having a hard time thinking Palpatine got down. Well, apparently he didn't. But if he did, you know he said, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. (laughs) I I kid you not. (laughs) I've seen Ian McDermott in other things. And... He just at at some point in almost everything else I've ever seen him, <laughs> he's become Palpatine at some point. <laughs> I I kind of think he might actually be Palpatine in real life. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> You're a sick man. What a what a horrible vision, isn't it? <laughs> oh god! Yes. Oh stop! Uh... <laughs> stop! But all I'm saying is. Apparently, it was a clone that was Ray's father. So there you go. But anyway, that didn't have the force powers. Look, I mean, Star Wars is loaded with clones. We know that, okay? Yes. They mentioned the Clone Wars all the way back in 1977. We get it. The Clone Wars, cool, right? Everybody's a clone. In fact, there's so many clones going on right now, they have two of them who have their own like home flipping show yeah <laughs> this is true you're absolutely right both they're not <laughs> twins they're clones shoot yeah i maintain that to this day they creep me out what are they the property brothers they creep me out man oh i yeah. swear property they're clones <laughs> oh my god you're right you're absolutely correct Thank and you. by the way you know the property brothers Welcome to retirement, DT. I won't watch. I watched exactly one reality show. (laughs) Housewives of Housewives of New York. No, Wicked Tuna. Although I I think a Housewives of Gloucester would be an interesting. Oh my god, (laughs) (laughs) Harry! What the fuck are you doing? Bringing back just enough tuna. To get the quota, you're supposed to be more than the quota this time, Harry. Harry, when my father was out here, you're you're, out... you're, 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 you're starting to go New York, man. I am going New York, you're right. 
You know what the worst thing is? You've been I can gone do a British from the, from the east too long. I can do a British accent. I can do an Australian accent. I can do an Irish accent. I can do a French accent. I can e. I can do a little bit of a German accent. Yeah, I can even do a little bit of Canadian. But for <laughs> some reason, I cannot That's do a New England accent for the life of me. For a guy, and I freaking live the there. I was born there, and I can't do it. <laughs> well, look, man, I, I don't have much of an accent, and I never really did have too strong, because my mother's from Connecticut, and she didn't want me speaking like that. <laughs> just, just as honest as it is. I was raised by television, which is why I have the mid-Atlantic accent. So, except, it's just except right, when man. I say when I say the word orange, and... Orange. Orange. It's orange. It's not orange. It's orange. orange. And then uh, the other, my daughter is on my case about that every Got time. She's, she's like, that doesn't oh, exist, God. daddy. <laughs> oh, bring, bring her down to Austin, Texas, and have her listen to people talking about the that ugly-ass color of, of the UT uniform. <laughs> the burnt orange, oh, yeah. That's burnt run together orange, like they, 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 they came right out of oral surgery. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. Ah. Uh, is that is that even a word? What is or, that? It's, it is there. I it is you, there. My first couple of years in the army was hard because I had all these Southerners and Westerners who could not understand me. I I had a much faster, thicker Northeast accent, not as heavy. And you're enunciating. <laughs> Well, I was enunciating some things that they that they didn't enunciate, and vice versa. I, uh, yeah. I was dropping a lot of R's. Oh, hey, hey, sir, you uh, going out to get some beers tonight? What beers? Yeah, B E R E S. Yeah, beers. B E E. Apparently, I can't even spell beers right now. Yeah. Yeah. B E E R S. It's like Homer Simpson. I am so smart. S-M-R-T, I mean, S-M-A-R-T. <laughs> Which, of course, is a real blooper that they left in. That's a great Simpsons knowledge. Oh, Hilarious. that's awesome. That's awesome. Hilarious. Quick quick Simpsons, uh, Dan Castellaneta, who, of course. We're going to end on the Simpsons, by the way, but keep going. Well, of course, too. was the guy who filled in for uh, Robin Williams when he and Disney had their spat yep. uh, in Return of the Jafar and uh, in the Aladdin TV series. But. Did you ever watch the TV show Castle? Uh, the first season, actually, but not the later seasons. That went on for nine years. It did, and I'll say the first five to six years were really, really good. And, of course, back end, you know, mm -hmm. they were kind of struggling for a few things, and the whole premise kind of blew up. Castle's no longer shadowing Beckett. They're marrying you know, all this stuff. It is what it is with long-term shows. You see that, but I mean, all the all the Firefly references he had. Oh, <laughs> he was a space cowboy the first Halloween episode. Oh, it was, and that was great. What are you, space, space cowboy? cowboy. <laughs> it was great, and of course, I'm a big Nathan Fillion fan. The episode where they have to investigate a murder at essentially what is a Comic Con was great. That was directed oh. by Jonathan Frakes. Oh, good for him. He, he he cameoed in it. So did I think Armin Shimmerman cameoed in it. There was a lot of great uh, mm -hmm. Star Trek references, definitely some Firefly references, and uh, it, it great episode. Big big fan. Dan Castellaneta plays a judge 
he he had like an episode or two um that they need to get uh yeah obviously the whole the whole thing where castle plays poker with like the the chief of police and and then he's playing with the judge and the the his captain and and Beckett and they're all playing cards and there's Dan Castle and that well they had Castle books that came out as companions to the series like all the books he would write during the series that he would talk oh about. someone ghost wrote them and then you could go and you could read the novels and smart. Could, that's smart it was it was wicked smart and there was a <laughs> lot of great in jokes you know he mentions the names of the characters that he is but then you read the books and they're not bad as far as mystery books go you know detective books you know i grew up reading their spencer books it was good but there was some great there there was always a, a in joke in the books based on the actors so when talking uh. about the guy who the their judge who they had to go to in the book the guy's name was horace sampson oh my god and i knew it was the guy dan castaneta played and i was like that's great and of That's course, good. in the bullpen, when they would have big bullpen meetings in the books, as opposed to, you know, in the TV show where there's always like th- there's always like four detectives, you know, right. And that's yep. it. An entire police station. Or then you have like 10 extras in the background who don't say Jack. Oh, sure. Yeah. In the book, there was a pair of partners, Malcolm and Reynolds. Oh, my God. Who were always mentioned nice. as background characters. Oh, yeah. We got we called Malcolm Rounds for backup. I'm like, oh, this is good. <laughs> Whoever's writing, who's ever the ghostwriter of the novels, they've They're got a, a sense of humor. And if you're a fan of the show and you know some, because I, you know, a lot of people got onto Castle because they like Nathan Fillion and his quirky oh, yeah. roles. Firefly, great. That was the reason why we watched the first season. So I even got I even got uh, Mrs. McKay into Firefly for a little bit. Mrs. Cavman. Uh, watched it with me. She appreciates some of the stuff. It, she realized it wasn't as sci-fi-y as other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, for a while, Firefly was running reruns on the Science Channel, not sci-fi. Yeah. Not the Science, science Channel, yeah. <laughs> because it. Well, they it, were the most scientifically accurate of all the sci-fi shows. No sound in space, no faster than light drive, no mm-hmm. aliens, generation shift. Terraforming. Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't like instantaneous or anything, and, and you hid in the outer planets because you could do that. Well, in some ways, it was it was much more like Star Wars than Star Trek. You know, kind of like the Outer Rim. You know, they have this kind of frontier oh, yeah. mentality. Yeah. I mean, I know Gene Roddenberry pitched Star Trek as Wagon Train to the Stars, and yeah, you get a little feel occasionally, but... And of course, there was... Most most of the Star Trek shows were good for at least one or two good Western episodes. <laughs> Especially yes. the, gun, the original series. Mm-hmm. That, um... Fistful of Data. Fistful of Data's. That was a great episode. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> great episode. And it continues to get funnier and funnier <laughs> the more the characters become like Data. Mm-hmm. But one of my all-time favorites is North Star. The Enterprise episode. North Star. Oh. They find the human colony in the middle of the, the expanse 
when they're going, you know, on the. Oh, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, okay. This was, this is me going back to me having an all bacula weekend. I restarted watching season three of Enterprise too. Season and I, three I'm, and four of Enterprise. I swear, if they just started at season three, mm-hmm. dude. Yes. That show, that show would have gone five, six years. Yep. I mean, yep. and it is, it is quality watch and, and it is, it is, it is fun. I love it. I'm interested. I haven't gotten to that episode and I don't remember that episode because I rewatched one, that one all the time. That came out during the dark period when I was, you know, at the end of college entering the, 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 the corporate world. And number two, um, when I did rewatch it on Netflix, that was over 10 years ago. <laughs> well, so, back when, back when you, if you watched it on your phone, it was not HD. Like, <laughs> well, think about know, it like that. I have some of the plots that are not dissimilar to some of the other episodes, you know, the mm-hmm. humans that were taken by other aliens and transplanted, you know, that was done in the original series. Uh, uh, was that the was that the preservers? Yeah, they did that with the Native Americans in the original yep. series. But there are you a know, couple books with the preservers right, too. The thirty sevens for Voyager, where they mm-hmm. met Amelia Earhart, very similar. Where and those were much like what happened in North Star, where the humans rose up against the oppressing aliens and overthrew them. That's right. Their culture. Yeah. That was a that was a good episode. I like North Star. You know, one of the reasons why I love Enterprise uh, later seasons more is something that I think that Star Trek really kind of dropped the ball on when you talk about getting into serious issues, and they bring the Makos on board. Yep, yep. They instantly they they did well the first episode, and then they instantly lost their ability to actually like be effective. Only on a handful of episodes. North Star was one of the ones that they did well in. Yeah. Um, They did very well to a degree when they, you know, towards the end of season three, when they were part of the rescue of Hoshi from the Zindi machine. Uh, I forgot about that. I was thinking they lost a lot uh, of dudes. Yeah, they were they had some pretty serious throwdowns going on. Um, I was thinking of when the Zindi, uh, particularly the reptilians, invaded Enterprise to get the to get the slave girl that did the bio scans on the crew. Yeah. Uh, and and like, th- I mean, the, they were just walking right. The reptilians were just walking right through the face pistol blasts. Like, <laughs> well, the phase <laughs> pistols, the Starfleet phase pistols were weak sauce, dude. Throughout the entire series, they were weak sauce. The Mako weaponry was sweet well they were walking through the mako weaponry and of course the, that's to show the threat it was like when the borg would walk through your stuff or when Worf would always get his ass kicked on the next generation to try to make it <laughs> like or, or it was when a Worf would just be denied every time <laughs> yeah you know it wasn't until deep space nine where you got to see more of Worf being a true badass yeah they did they didn't nerf Worf. They used to. No. They did that on Next Generation to, to kind of like amp up the threat. Oh well, if this guy can take Worf, notice how they didn't do that with Data. No, you're right. Oh. <laughs> and it's always funny because Data is this standing next to Worf. He's not an intimidating dude. So no, no. <laughs> See, now we've crossed back over. But North Star, 
That is a fun episode. It is a decent bottle episode if you don't really want to get into too I mean, they mentioned the reason why they're there, but yeah. you could tell it was a bit of a bottle episode one, but it was you could tell it was one of the fun episodes. Like Patrick Stewart said, what didn't he say Fistful of Datas was his favorite episode to, to direct? And he had the Enterprise fly so. off into yeah, the sunset. Into the sunset. Oh yeah, that was a good touch. I North grew up Star, watching man. westerns. Westerns yeah. and sci-fi was what I was what I grew up on, which is why sci, um, Firefly appeals to me. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is why Star Wars kind of appeals to me too. That kind of <laughs> western feel. I mean, you can't tell me that uh, watching the beginning of last season of Mandalorian when they're on Tatooine and you got um, Timothy Oliphant as Cobb Vanth and it has this real you know, Western shootout look to it. Oh, that was fantastic. That was, you can't tell me that wasn't great. Oh no, that was, that was awesome. And, and that was a Mandalorian episode that was almost an hour long. That was awesome. I kind of wish they (laughs) did make that. And it was one, it was one of the few episodes that was that baby Yoda really didn't have much to do in, you know? Yeah. He had some great like head popping up behind the spittoon is one Mm -hmm. of my favorite gifts that my, (laughs) my kid and I like to send back. Because it's funny, his head literally pops up. It kind of looks like he's coming out of the spittoon. <laughs> but that's a great that's a great one. I've got a big kick out of that. Uh, you know, I, I, I like the sci-fi western kind of feel, which is another reason why I love one of my all-time favorite one-off TV shows is The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Oh, yes. It's got like a handful of my favorite things. Sci-fi, western, What if we do that comedy, next? And Bruce Campbell. Weren't we supposed to do that? We were supposed to do that at some point. We were. Let's do that next. I am game, dude. That is my all-time favorite TV shows. Yeah, let's do that next. It is. If you got, like, Prime Video, you can find it on IMDB TV. You can watch episodes for free. Do they they have ads through Prime Video, right? I think so. But still, it's free. It is free. Briscoe County Jr. Because I watched like the first five episodes that way. Well, the first episode was filmed as kind of like a movie back when they would do like the two-hour pilots. Mm-hmm. And it was good, but this, the series got better and better. Big fan. Always a big fan. They have John it was an Aston. ambitious show. And we'll, uh, you know what? We're talking too much about it. We got to stop. It is, it is a show that definitely... Could go for a reboot too. I'm just saying. That is, that you thing, know what? I got things to say about it. I think. <laughs> oh, but, shoot. Well, we were intending to talk about the ending of What If, but I think we can give yeah. people another week to settle down on that. Uh, maybe get into it next week. You said Thursday or this coming week. We'll we'll tie in with Briscoe, and I'm good with that because. Now you give me an excuse to watch episodes. <laughs> yeah. God forbid you should watch, you know, eminently Stargate. rewatchable. <laughs> eminently rewatchable TV shows eminently. are always good, which is why. Yes, sorry for the confusion on that, but that's why you'll rewatch Deep Space Nine, Babylon mm-hmm. Five. Why you've rewatched? I think you said you've rewatched. Uh, 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 Stargate and stuff like that. When you got shows that you want to rewatch, you'll rewatch them. Mm-hmm. I've been rewatching Futurama again. Great time. 
it's just sometimes it's particularly these short when you're looking for light fare sometimes it's just good to have like a half an hour of light fare to 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 put on it's good to know what you want and what you're gonna get and just to enjoy it so with that with that we've come to the ultimate ending and then huh i said what is it what is it it is the ultimate ending at least tonight so until next time, until then, you guys keep dreaming, we'll keep working, but apparently we have no direction, according to this episode. So anyway, so long, everyone. I think I need a compass this week to, to see you on the high ground. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> see you next time. Those Sci-Fi Guys is an independent broadcast by Alpha Site Productions, produced by DT Cavman and PS McKay. Music courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. For more information on upcoming episodes, follow PS McKay on Twitter at PS McKay.